The Lifestylist, episode 108, featuring Abelard Lindsay. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. A massive part of my health strategy is the ingestion on a regular basis of medicinal herbs and medicinal mushrooms. And my primary source for those is a company called Four Sigmatic. If you remember way back in the day in episode eight, I had a guest by the name of Taro Isakapula from this company. And we talked all about the power of these amazing herbs and mushrooms. Well, Four Sigmatic do a great job of making them not only potent, but also convenient and delicious. So they make these little packets of herbs that you add to hot water, cold water, or bulletproof coffee, whatever your recipe is. I make them with all kinds of different stuff all the time. It makes a really easy way to get this stuff into your body. And these are herbs that have a real effect on you. It's very powerful stuff. So go to foursigmatic.com. But wait, I'm going to hook it up. When you get to foursigmatic.com, enter the code THELIFESTYLIST at checkout to save 15% off your order. So you can get things like reishi mushrooms, chaga mushrooms, cordyceps, lion's mane, ashwagandha, all the good stuff that really works. So go to foursigmatic.com, enter the code THELIFESTYLIST and save 15% off your order. This episode is brought to you by my friends over at Organifi. I discovered this product a few months ago and it has changed the game for me. Everybody knows that green juice is good for you, right? Here's the deal, though. A couple disadvantages to your average cold-pressed green juice. A, a lot of times it comes in plastic, not good. B, it's usually loaded with sugar up to 25 grams, which is basically like drinking a green Coca-Cola. Not happening. Next is they go bad. You can't leave it sitting out, and they're really bad for travel. So I love my green juice. That's cool. Cold press. I get the sugar-free ones. I'm into it. But Organifi makes a green powdered superfood that comes in these little packets that are portable and you can take with you. So I keep them in my car and in my bag and on demand anytime I have a bottle of water, I can pour one of these in there and have an instant green juice. Alkalizing, energizing, gives you mental clarity. It's fantastic. It's loaded with 11 superfoods. A lot of the green powders not only taste gross and are overpriced, but they'll have like 200 ingredients. And I'm always thinking, how much of each ingredient is actually in there, okay? These 11 superfoods are the important ones that you need, like turmeric, chlorella, wheatgrass, spirulina, mint, moringa, ashwagandha, lemon, beets, matcha green tea, and coconut water. And it's sweetened with monk fruit, so it's got a zero glycemic index. It's fantastic stuff. So if you want to check this drink out, work on your health in a way that actually tastes good and is super convenient, here's what you do. Go to Organifi.com, that's with an I, Organifi. Enter the code LIFESTYLIST and save 20% off your order. You guys know I always give you a hookup if I'm going to tell you about something cool that I discovered. So again, go to Organifi.com, enter the code LIFESTYLIST at checkout and save 20%. It's really good stuff.
What's cracking, folks? Luke Story here from LukeStory.com, coming back at you with another episode of the Lifestylist Podcast right here from Santa's Workshop, because we are rolling out two episodes a week for the whole month of December in celebration of the holidays, yo. So let's hang out and have a good one before we start the new year. This is going to be a great episode featuring Abelard Lindsay. If you're into upgrading your brain, smart drugs, nootropics, you like to think faster, think smarter, get stuff done and you want to move into the new year kicking ass, this is the episode for you. I recorded this show with Abelard at the Bulletproof Conference in Pasadena a couple months ago, and I've been sitting on this recording, and I couldn't wait any longer to put it out. I wanted to get it out while it was still 2017. Now, a funny thing about this particular episode is it was recorded out on the steps, like in the courtyard of the conference, moments after I had been verbally accosted by one of the main keynote speakers at the event. There was a case of mistaken identity, a misunderstanding, or something. I'm not sure to this day what exactly happened. Happened, but this dude like freaked out on me in the backstage, kind of in the green room area where I was doing some recording. And uh, it was a very tense, strange situation <laughs> to say the least. So, so Avalard walks in to grab me and like, cause we had, you know, made plans to do this recording. We we're going to do it outside where it was a bit more quiet. And he comes in to grab me like right in the middle of this scene. Um, and it was just like so bizarre. So I'm, I'm like shaking at this point because, you know, no one likes to get in a confrontation like that, especially one that was so unexpected. Uh, I was just kind of minding my own business and uh, this person was having a real rough day, apparently, or some mental and emotional problems, perhaps, <laughs> actually. So we, I get out of that and then we go sit down outside and I'm like trying to act normal during this conversation with Abelard. And I just listened back to it to go over the show notes and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I sounded too shaky or weird, but it was definitely a very strange moment. But nonetheless, we got the interview done. Abelard shared tons of great information which I'm about to break down for you. But yeah, just funny memories. I'm sitting here doing the recording. Everyone has bad days. You know, I guess Homeboy was having a bad day. For the record, it was not Dave Asprey, Bulletproof founder, that had a mental fit on me. It was another dude. And all is well and all has been forgiven on my end, at least. But it was just a totally bizarre, one of the most bizarre things I've actually ever happened to me. And um, I've had a really bizarre life. Anyway, I digress. Here's what we cover in this fantastic, action-packed, info-filled episode with Abelard Lindsay. So first off, who is Abelard Lindsay? He is the Director of Research and Development at Natural Stacks, one of my favorite supplement companies. He's also a hardcore software developer currently working through his master's in computer science. So he's a really bright guy. He was talking circles around me. It was fantastic to get to to pick someone's brain that's on that level of uh, intellectual um, understanding. Abelard is also sort of a celebrity in the smart drug, nootropics, biohacker scene. He's kind of you know one of the guys who's working behind the scenes for many years now and doing formulations and stuff like that. When that community was very underground, he was kind of one of the main players, and then ended up uh, you know coming up with some different formula that we're going to talk about. So uh, we talk about the advantage of of getting to try all of the biohacking tech at the conference and sort of what the environment was like there. And then we, of course, go into the invention of Siltep. Siltep is kind of his flagship product, and it's one of the most popular nootropics on the planet, which can also be found on my web store, lukestory.com forward slash store, along with just about every other supplement and product I recommend and use myself. And then the role Tim Ferriss and Dave Asprey played in making smart drugs popular. 
and an insanely in-depth exploration into the most popular ingredients in smart drugs. So he covers all of the different details and all the different stacks and things that people typically use and what they do to you and for you. How nootropics influence your mood, social interactions, focus, attention span, and memory. How Abelard used smart drugs to become an expert on smart drugs and eventually to produce them himself. It's funny how that works. It's sort of a compound effect, right? The power of nootropics in protecting the brain from age-related cognitive degeneration. How to avoid compounds with side effects. Turns out some smart drugs, vitamins, supplements, and stuff, when you take too much of them, you get weird. And we talk about how you can avoid that. And how one of the world's top poker players used Siltep to win a $10 million prize in a competition in Vegas. Really cool stuff. The reason plant extracts become more powerful when they are logically stacked and combined. How some nootropics make you antisocial yet very productive. The benefits and risks of other smart drugs like racetams, phenibut, and modafinil. The best nootropic to use to cut down or to stop enjoying alcohol altogether. How nootropics affect neurotransmitters and make you happier. Yay! See, that's why I'm so happy right now. I'm I'm on tons of them here at 11.28 p.m. in Southern California. The law of diminishing returns of megadosing, something I know a lot about. How theanine balances out caffeine. The influence of Steve Folks, the godfather of smart drugs. And then my top recommended supplement for sleep and how to maximize its effect by adding collagen. And that, my friends, is what you get in this episode. I also want to let you know if you guys want to try Siltep. It's one of the most popular nootropics on the planet. You can find it on my store, and there you will find a special discount. So don't forget to go to lukestory.com forward slash store where you can find all sorts of rad stuff, including tons of nootropics and different supplements that will help you with your performance. And speaking of performance, let's have a drum roll as we introduce the illustrious and hyper-intelligent Abelard Lindsay. Abelard Lindsay, welcome to the Lifestylist Podcast, man. Great to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you again. So I've seen you here at Bulletproof, uh, the conference. You guys, of course, obviously were here. I've seen you here for the past couple of years. You're with Natural Stacks, doing cool things in the nootropic space. So what's the conference been like for you so far this year? It's been really exciting. There's been a lot of uh, people that I've been connected with, you know, I've seen over the years. I mean, there's so much of a um, understanding of, of biohacking here that, you know, you don't see at other conferences Everybody kind of operates on a higher level because they already know the basics and uh, they're looking to to see what's the cutting edge and uh, to expand their knowledge and really f- like find out what's the latest that Dave's doing, uh, you know, in 2017 with biohacking and, um, you know, the latest with stem cells and, uh, you know, what uh, all the presenters have to say. I mean, all the new research and then the uh, tech hall, there's there's all these great therapies that I can do that would cost me like 45, 50, 50 bucks, hundred bucks a pop. I mean, you have to sign up for them and there's usually a little wait, but if you're getting all that stuff for free, it's really a great benefit. And I've also run into a bunch of, you know, natural stacks fans, people take Siltep, um, you know, take all of our other products. Uh, you know, I've, I've had one, <laughs> I've even had like situations where people just told me they've, that I've changed their lives and, uh, you know, I'm really uh, 
grateful that I have the opportunity to uh, be able to help people like that. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, Siltep is like sort of the, um, it's almost the industry standard in terms of nootropics. And I think I first heard about it from uh, Dave Asprey a few years ago. And uh, I always have it in my uh, what I call my medicine cabinet, which is where normal people keep food in the kitchen. <laughs> it's like I have a cupboard full of supplements. So now that it's been out for a while and its use is so widespread, especially amongst this community, now you're like, there's a, a reverberation effect where you're like running into people that have been on it for a period of time and are seeing the effects of it and stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's changing their lives and they're incorporating it into their uh you know, their routines and um, some people taking it uh, on a regular basis, some people taking it when they need to study or uh, focus really deeply. And, you know, now we've come up with the brain food line, which is for finer manipulation of, of aspects of cognition. Like cognition is not a one dimensional thing. There are, you know, there's um, many different aspects of cognition and these are kind of for finer tuning different aspects that can work and improve people's lives for specific aspects of that. For instance, um, you know, motivation or mood or uh, in social situations, it can provide a more optimal experience with interacting with people or with dealing with difficult situations or with motivation or things related to that particular, uh, those particular aspects of cognition. So <laughs> it's an interesting thing to talk about because you know, in popular culture, when we talk about personality, we talk about, like, what's your mood? And, you know, moods can encompass a lot of things, and there's a lot of different variables. But we, you know, the language is such that they're usually only talked about, you know, in a very uh, terse, very uh, low-resolution way. And, and there's much higher resolution, higher dimensional understandings of cognition that become apparent once one adopts this multi-dimensional paradigm looking at various different neurotransmitters and how they interact and and how they uh, influence our uh, our capabilities to do various things how did you piece together the formula of siltep like what was your background before that well you know i've been studying uh smart drugs uh, I mean, I come from a computer science background, just like Dave, <laughs> and um, you know, I have a master's in computer science, and uh, I've been taking smart drugs since 2004, and the kind of thing that happens when uh, one takes smart drugs for a really long time is it becomes easy to accumulate a lot of information. People who t I've known who've taken smart drugs for a long time tend to develop a lot of interest because it's very easy to learn about a lot of different things, and I would just keep, you know, reading medical studies and trying to understand them and talking about them with guys on biohacker forums like Longevity. And, um, and one of the things I came across that, you know, I was always interested in improving cognition uh, to do my job better. And one of the things I came across was this uh, area of research called phosphodiesterase 4 inhibitors, which were in one article, I believe they called it brain Viagra. And they said that this is going to be the, uh, you know, it's going to be very useful for, I mean, there were several review articles that said the potential of these uh, phosphoesterase 4 inhibitors to help with neurodegenerative diseases, to help with cognitive decline is really great. And we should find a phosphoesterase 4 inhibitor that doesn't cause vomiting in humans because they had phosphoesterase 
4 inhibitors like Rolipram, which were very powerful and worked great in mice, but mice don't vomit. And there are certain receptors when there's high availability of these PD4 uh, inhibitors in the gut that just cause vomiting because I guess evolutionarily, I mean, just to speculate, there's probably, you know, something that, that uh, is, you're not supposed to eat that <laughs> is related to that. Uh, but anyway, the, um, so I was looking at this and this was this great mystery. How do we unlock the potential of these phosphoesterase for inhibitors? And the, there was also a study that showed that they could chemically induce long-term potentiation, which is the process that forms long-term memories, by combining forscolin um, with uh, reliparum in, uh, in cells. And so I looked at uh, studies that were being done in China on Chinese traditional medicine, and one of the things they were studying was luteolin, specifically as a phosphoesterase 4 inhibitor for uh, treating cardio-obstructive pulmonary disease, which is, um, you know, a lung inflammation. It it's, uh, makes it difficult for people to breathe. And uh, the uh, PDE4, besides being, you know, a cognitive enhancer, is also anti-inflammatory for the lungs um, for people, you know, who have these diseases that they get from smoking and uh, that kind of thing. And so um, they had tested luteolin, uh, for this activity, and they found that it it worked somewhat. And uh, so I said, okay, what if I took you know artichoke extract, which contains f some luteolin and uh, forscolin, and you know just combine them together and see if that worked. Um, I mean, I have a very large collection of supplements that I've taken over the years. <laughs> you know, they this just boxes and boxes. They're all kind of alphabetically organized. Do you have a supplement graveyard? Yeah, yeah. And every and every once in a while I go go through them all and be like, okay, this expired, you know, this expired, this expired. This expired. <laughs> Clean them all out. But you know, it's kind of a little library of um little library archive of these things. Um and so yeah, you know, I put these uh, put these together, and I wrote in my diary the you know this is great, it's a new super nootropic. Wow, um, I got you know I got great effects from it. I was really uh, blown away. Just wow, um, and so I sort of posted uh, uh, about it on Longevity and kind of hinted at it with a couple of different studies. And I was as I was taking it, and I was really worried that there was going to be some really horrible side effect or crash or something like that and there wasn't and I just kept taking it and over a couple of months and then decided okay well it's nothing really uh, nothing bad happened and this has all been really good so I released it to the community and said hey guys I've been taking this um, what do you think uh, try it tell me what you think um, and a bunch of people tried it and had good effects and and then the movement just started snowballing and eventually, uh, you know, it got really big. And I think the, the thread it was on, you know, it has more than 2000 replies, has more than half a million views. And, and then eventually, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss endorsed it, started talking about it in like Google tech talks and stuff. And after that, it, you know, all the, all the commercial interest kind of started going. And, um, I was looking around for uh, people who were, you know, good business people and knew how to, you know, run a supplement company. And I hooked up with Ben and Roy at Natural Stacks, and we started a we started the company. And the first product was, you know, Siltup and Smart Caffeine. And then the first big podcast we got on, well, people were begging me on the thread to create a product. So there was, you know, great interest when we released it uh, that there was finally a product 
on the market that uh, made it, you know, put in one pill what it normally taken a couple of different supplements together to produce. And then um, after that, we, you know, on Dave Asprey's show and uh, Dave endorsed us and that was a huge boost. And along the way, there's been some pretty wild uh, things that happened. For instance, in 2014, uh, Martin Jacobson, um, who is a professional poker player, um, he came to us and he said, you know, I really like Siltap. Um, you know, we want to work with you guys. And so we said, okay. And um, I mean, I don't know the exact details. I wasn't like personally involved in this, but um, the, uh, so we said, you know, so we uh, went to Las Vegas and, you know, had a little documentary crew um, hanging out with them and filming his, uh, his um, attempt at winning the World Series of Poker, and uh, he was wearing this patch that said Powered by Siltup on his shirt while he was playing, and it turned out that he won $10 million. No way. Yeah, yeah, the biggest, I, I believe, um, I may be wrong, I'm not a poker expert, but I believe that's the biggest pot in all of professional poker. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it was just strange because he was kind of playing a, uh, yeah, at one point, he was behind. He was about to get eliminated, and then it started getting later and later in the night, and he just was playing really, really well, and he just kept moving up and moving up. And and I was sitting at home watching this and, and just, you know, kind of jumping up and down. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe this. So that was that was really a, a wonderful thing that happened in the development of Siltap. And so, you know, here we are, and we've been on the market for several years, and uh, things are going well. I've been devel developed some new products that are also uh, doing pretty well, and I love coming to these conventions because, you know, people know my products, and I uh, can talk to them about uh, things I'm doing and uh, how I develop these things and uh, what they do. So, so <laughs> it sounds like when you when you first got a hold of this idea and you're you're wanting to get something that improves cognition and then you start finding some of these compounds and then because they're individually effective, that sort of fueled the further development of actually putting the stack together. So it's like a compound effect where you, you got, I mean, you took smart drugs and got smarter to the point where like you, you created a really smart, smart drug from taking those compounds in various forms. Is that kind of how it went? Well, yeah, certainly smart drugs uh, were helped me dramatically uh, in terms of learning all this stuff. And uh, especially if you take them over the long term and uh, stick with it. Um, yeah, the, the partic particular sy uh, synergy of uh, you know, artichoke extract and forscolin, though, that, that was really unusual. And there are actually a, lot, um, a fair amount of people who've, who've written... Uh, criticisms that said they, these these amounts they 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 must be ineffective they're too small, and they don't understand that it's not yeah you know, most most studies that are done um, that come out of universities are about a single ingredient, and the single ingredient does this. They never say this ingredient plus it, the, you know one plus one equals eleven. They never do that. They never say this ingredient plus this ingredient does something you know that's more than the sum of the individual parts there's there's not that kind of research and i um i like to think about things in sort of a, a functional medicine systems biology way in which 
you know, there's, there's these various cascades of, of chemical reactions and what's going on at each step of the way and how can I affect uh, each step so that uh, there's a synergy. And so that's, um, you know, that, uh, so, so the creation of that is, is, is something that was unusual. And that's why, that's what sets Siltep apart from every other, um, you know, uh, um, every other smart drug on the market, which is, or, or stack, which is the same 20 ingredients that have been being used for quite some time, um, just, you know, shuffled around. So that's interesting. So do you think based on, you finding the synergistic relationship between those compounds and then finding that a couple of them like sort of multiplied the effects of each other and created uh, kind of like a third um, effect in a sense. Have you experienced in your, you know, putting these things together in your, in your um, formulations, that's what I'm looking for. I need more Siltep today. Uh, that some of them have a negative reaction. We're like, whoa, those two don't work. Now I have anxiety. Or like, have you found anything oh, that oh, don't yeah, cross over well? Yeah, like at the beginning of the uh, Siltep phenomenon, um, there was, uh, instead of artichoke extract, people were experimenting around with uh, quercetin. And um, that has kind of negative psychological effects. Uh, it's a strong effect, but it's not particularly pleasant. Um, you know, there was a couple of things we tried that were too strong or, or made me kind of irritable. And one, you know, one of the examples of uh, a stack that's sort of a special purpose stack that is uh, Zembrin, which is uh, Kana, which is a South African uh, plant. And it's a strong PD4 inhibitor, but it's also a SSRI, and um, when I take it, I, I really don't want to talk to people. Um, Interesting. When I, I just want to watch math lectures all day, and, and talking to people <laughs> That's funny um, annoys me greatly. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I'm doing it. Like I went, one time, I I took a whole bunch of it because I was you know cramming for on all this research, and then I went on a podcast, and I, I just said. Uh, we we have to do this another day because I was just thinking to myself, I don't really want to talk to people. I don't, you know, why am I doing this? So right. I, I just didn't, I, I couldn't form that kind of connection with the host, and it was it it was just kind of strange. And so, you know, the the, the artichoke extract formulation that's in Siltep is is the one that works the best for most people day to day. But, I mean, it's not the strongest, but the strongest is not kind of an everyday sort of thing. I mean, I, the way th my philosophy for the supplements I develop is, is that they, um, especially the brain, you know, Siltep and the brain food line, is that they should be things that I would want to take every day and not, um, not things that are kind of strange or special purpose or uh, um, that I wouldn't want to take on a regular basis. Right. Right. Like, for example, modafinil or something that's that strong. Right. Or, or some of the, the stronger racetams. Like, uh, I mean, phenylparacetam, you know, it, it's, it's, it's powerful, but it's not something I, you know, I can take like on a daily basis. I maybe like, I'll take it like once a week maximum, uh, just because it sort of is exhausting and makes me feel a bit frazzled afterwards. That, that sort of thing. I mean, and, um, there are also uh, natural substances, um, for instance, like St. John's wort, which 
you know, can cause like sun photosensitivity. Um, if, you know, for, and especially if taken over a long period of time, there's, there's some talk that there's, you know, possibility of like, ca you know, increased formation of cataracts, that kind of thing. So it's, I tend to leave those out of, uh, you know, my formulas that I want to uh, target as things to be taken regularly. Yeah, it's interesting that you said how um, in certain cases, different compounds can make you kind of antisocial and, you know, give you social anxiety or just feel unfriendly or you said uh, like irritated by people. I find that some of the compounds that are really good for hyper focus, like modafinil, right. I, I have that same effect because... I'm so focused on whatever it is I'm doing that it's very irritating to be interrupted. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but what I found with modafinil, which is interesting, and I don't really I take an anorestam at different times, but I really like old school paracetam. Like I just drink tablespoons of that in water when I'm out. It makes me very social, very talkative. It's great for podcasting. But modafinil... If I take that and I'm going to be in a social situation, I find that I have to buffer it with phenibit. Yeah. If I take modafinil with phenibit, I'm like very alert and can focus, but I have a, a more of a fluid personality state because I'm getting that GABA yeah. thing going. Not I, I want to call it a GABA high, but I I don't know. I feel warm and I feel empathy, but I'm also like very alert from the from the um, the modafinil. Does that make sense on a yeah, that, that a chemical does, level. But uh, I, uh, I've I've taken Fenibit from time to time, but I I don't take it anymore because it has its own set of problems. In that, if it's taken too often or too much, it uh, tends to cause problems. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that, and that's I only do it um, maybe once a week. If that, sometimes I kind of forget about it, but I have had situations in which people wanted to try it and I said, just do a tiny, tiny bit. And they're, no, no, I'm fine. And then they take too much and it, rather than making them relaxed and social, it gives them more anxiety. It's a strange compound. Yeah. But yeah. The, I guess the, the, the side effects sometimes of things that make you hyper-focused is that also you become irritated when you're distracted. <laughs> and that's like, I like the idea that you have is more of like almost a tonic herb approach where the effect is more subtle, better for long-term and for a daily use rather than something where you're like, wow, I really noticed this, but it, it's not sustainable. It's not something you can do on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And for that, I, I like aniracetam because it lasts for four hours and that's done. You know, it doesn't linger. So I, you know, I, I, I have these like, you know, if I'm going to, uh, program or write some really uh, difficult summary of medical research, I can do that for four hours and then, you know, I'm done and oh, I'm back I didn't to normal. That. That's interesting. And Is that true of paracetam also? Par paracetam lasts longer. Oh, wow. And, you know, I haven't taken, uh, I've taken paracetam on and off and um, I, I kind of like it. I think the most interesting thing about paracetam is it made me hate alcohol. Wow. Yeah, it's there's there's some. <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, there's some research related to that. Uh, it's in Russian, you know. <laughs> so I, I haven't been able to read it, but you know, I've read the titles and things in the you know just searching around PubMed. But um, yeah, it it makes alcohol not fun and sort of it, it, in my brain, in my personal experience, it it broke like the link between alcohol and fun. It just something psychological about it that it uh it changed um, just while using the paracetam or just generally speaking uh well using like 
when I use the paracetam yeah. over over a period of time, it 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 just stops. I stopped associating like alcohol with with fun. It, Interesting. It just it just stopped. The the mental link broke. I wonder if there are any potential applications for paracetam with people that have an existing or potential problem with alcohol. I I don't know. Um, it's just a subjective th- thing. This is a nice subjective thing, yeah. and there's been a few anecdotes, but interesting. You know, some uh, somebody should do some research on it. Yeah. Uh, that's not like you know in in, in the Russian language and you know, <laughs> yeah yeah. What totally. like thirty years ago or whatever. Totally. Um, but I, I think that's an interesting thing, though, about paracetam. That's that's trippy. Well, I don't I don't drink, so I wouldn't know that one. Uh, what I've noticed from paracetam is that I have a very easy time with memory recall, especially linguistically. I don't lose words. I'm able to re-enter a topic from a conversation. It's really good for podcasting. Like yeah. we'll talk about something 20 minutes ago, and I'm like, boop, I can bring it right back. Yeah, it's it's. Definitely for public speaking, for interviewing, for talking to people, having in-depth conversations. It's there's it's not placebo by any stretch. It's absolutely for me quantifiable with press Tim specifically. And so I like it for that. But other than that, I haven't noticed anything, you know, in, uh, other than uh, just that ability. But I don't think it necessarily gives me like more focus or energy or anything like that. Yeah. It's almost just that one particular uh, effect what it's doing at a molecular level is it's a uh, you know aneracetam especially is they're, they're uh, ampokines which uh, means that the ampa receptors which are if i if i may like get a little of a geek out no here. please i love it because um, this is stuff <laughs> i don't understand and the audience probably doesn't either so it's cool to know uh, how this stuff works. okay well all right so in between the neurons you know there's the um synactive synaptic cleft and there's neurotransmitters going back and forth and, and there's also electrical signals and when those electrical signals come in in a specific pattern called tetanus they uh then uh you know calcium goes into the cell activates the amk2 that recruits amper receptors onto the synaptic cleft and so that strengthens the electrical impulses going across um yeah, that's synapse and that's early long-term potentiation that's memories up to three hours and that's um and the ampokines, they tweak the AMPA receptors, uh, modulate them, so they allosterically modulate them, in a technical term, um, so that they activate more readily and they carry more current, so that uh, that causes it, it, that makes it easier to do these this short-term strengthening of these connections. And this, trillions of these connections in the brain create thoughts and memories and string things together into concepts and, and so forth. So it makes that, that process of, of, uh, easier. So that's the short-term memory. And then there's, there's a bunch of, you know, cascades and stuff that go and eventually wind up at, like, uh, ERK and, uh, you know, Kreb and stuff. And, and, that's the, and uh, Kreb is activated, you know, one way by uh, CAMP, which is activated by dopamine, you know, through adenylcyclase and the G-protein couple receptor for dopamine. And so, that, so that's, like, when you have these short-term things going on, early long-term potentiation with the amper receptors on that stuff. And then eventually that filters down to the long-term memory uh, through a, a very complicated network of, of uh, chemical reactions. And, um, you know, so then, and then what gets, deci- gets processed into long-term memory is determined by uh, Krev activation. And so then that's late long-term potentiation. And so that's why um, 
the racetams and Siltip work pretty well together because they're working on like different parts of the system. Time for a quick yet crucial break. So I, your host, Luke Story, am a huge fan of podcasts. In fact, that's why I started my own and that's why you're listening to it right now. But one thing that's always driven me crazy when I listen to shows is that there'll be so many resources and links and things mentioned by the host and or the guest on a show that I can never remember it all. I don't write it down. I have no way to like go Google something or look it up when I get home, but there's so much value there, right? So I realized that there's an issue with this. I've solved it for you. I put together a newsletter every single week that contains all of the links, everything you can click on from every single resource mentioned during my shows. So all you have to do to get this email to you is get on my mailing list. It's not a tacky, corny email list where I send you all kind of weird stuff. I just announce when I have a show and send you all the resources from each episode. It's pretty sweet, actually. Me and my crew take a lot of time, energy, and money to produce these newsletters, and they're full of value, and I want you to have it. So here's what you do. Go to LukeStory.com. Right on the homepage, you're going to see a tab that says, Join the Evolution. Click on that, enter your name and email, and I'll send it to you every week. That's LukeStory.com. Click on Join the Evolution. Sign up for the newsletter. And all of this info will be in your inbox. You don't have to worry about stopping to write anything down. And now, back to the interview. Right, so you're not, you don't have redundancies where you're like really potentiating one particular aspect of the brain. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of more of a widespread effect then. Right, right. And there's definitely a point where the more is not the better. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless what what some like what's the law of diminishing returns kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, l- regardless of what some crazy guys on like, you know, some of the cr- not everybody's crazy, but like there's a f- there's a few well-known people on longevity who take like these super mega doses of things and everybody's like that's that's not smart. Right. And, right. You know, it's it's diminishing returns and it's, you know, it's definitely uh the way I, you know, I've developed my supplements is and put the dosages on them that's it's calibrated to be in the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you, well, if you make it too strong too, uh, you know, everyone's brain seemed to be different. I mean, that's the thing I turn people on to nootropics and some people don't feel anything and some others feel it too much. It's really hard to find that sweet spot where you can, you know, hit the general population with a benefit without any potential side effects or, you know, negative effects. Yeah. And and that's why I, um, always go with you know I, I i make these three pill stacks so you can take one or you can take three or two and um so that provides a bit of a a way to kind of adjust the dosage to uh better reflect each individual's variability and how they respond to it right all right so as we wrap up here tell us what you're working on now are you still do you have any products in development like what's your what's yeah. your next goal well we're coming out with a choline brain food Oh, interesting. Uh, so we'll complete the uh, GABA, serotonin, dopamine, choline uh, set. Um, taking all of them together with Siltap is uh, is really a recipe in my mind for a great day. <laughs> uh, now, um, things I'm investigating, I've always been interested in anti-aging. Um, kind of coming up with new ideas in anti-aging uh, is one of my interests. Uh, also, various aspects of cognition that are um, that have not that I haven't addressed. Uh, you know, brain's pretty complicated. There are a lot of different systems um, that uh, my supplements don't particularly address. Uh, 
It's a lot of interesting things in traditional Chinese medicine that are being unraveled right now about how these things work in a molecular level, and I'm always keeping up on our research. Um, I'm just thinking of uh, you know, new things to do, uh, new uh, ways to modulate and uh, optimize cognition. So, Awesome, man. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. I'm a fan. That's why I wanted to grab you and interview because like, I like the stuff that you guys make. I think the second thing I tried is one you mentioned earlier, and that's the smart caffeine. Right. And those are cool. I keep those in my bag for moments where I don't necessarily want to go like grab a coffee, especially if there's only very suspect coffee around that right. I know is going to be toxic and made with tap water and just not on my agenda. Yeah. But I like the smart caffeine because you can kind of microdose caffeine and get just a little wakefulness without the other associated jitters. How's that happening? Well, the theanine uh, in smart caffeine will uh, counteract some of the jitteriness of, of regular caffeine, you know, because theanine is, has more of an inhibitory activity while caffeine has an excitatory activity. So they counteract each other and they really, uh, you know, they balance each other out. So that's, I mean, this is a, a stack that's been around for a long time, yeah. you know, before natural stack started. I mean, I didn't, you know, we didn't invent it, but it's, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's been a go-to kind of, uh, highly recommended stack. And it, 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 it definitely, uh, it is a, you know, in my mind is a improvement over straight caffeine. Yeah. Well, isn't, uh, isn't that stack sort of in nature in green tea? Yeah, yeah, green tea has both of those. So that's maybe what is that have something to do with why green tea doesn't freak you out as much as a really strong coffee? Like you get a lift, but it's much more mellow. I find. Yeah, yeah, that, um, and that's that's the original inspiration for the research uh, about combining the two. Right. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you for making that. Welcome. In closing, who have been three teachers that have influenced your work and your and your research and discoveries that you might recommend to our listeners? Oh, okay. Well, Dave Asprey, of course. Uh, you know his his stuff is is great. You know that's that's why we're here. He's uh, he's been teaching us for for quite a long time, and um, yeah, I was always uh, especially things that I've learned a ton about. You know how to eat right, and uh, you know there's a lot going on in the body just besides the brain. So <laughs> he's, he's got a there's a ton of stuff he's taught me about all of that. Also, uh, Steve Folks, he was... Uh, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He was one of the early pioneers of, of brain hacking and uh, understanding um, what was, uh, what's at the bottom of, of our moods and how that interacts with neurochemistry. And uh, uh, Dr. Eric Braverman's The Edge Effect had a big impact on me. Um, he uh, was the... Um, pioneered this uh, system of understanding personality and moods through uh, neurochemistry. And uh, he had various tests um, for understanding the different facets of personality based on uh, the, you know, w one's particular neurochemistry. So it's really um, just that whole ability to, to break apart this monolith of, of um, cognition that 
the model that he used was uh, highly influential in my thinking. Awesome, man. Thanks for the recommendations. Yeah, Steve Folks is very cool. He's I think of him as sort of like the grandfather of smart drugs, you know. He's, yeah. he's next level. There's something that he talked about, and I, uh, I've tried to find some research on it. I haven't found, but he said that uh, you could essentially increase the effectiveness for sleep of tryptophan by mixing it with collagen protein. And he said it was like a, you know, it multiplied it like six times or something like that. And so I started doing that. And I've got to say that was like one sleep hack. I don't really use sleep supplements right now because I'm, I don't know, I'm dialed in. I don't need them. But there was some periods where I was having trouble. And I was like, all right, I'll try that. And he even recommended that you let it sit there for a while on the counter. You like mix up your powdered tryptophan you know, supplement with the uh, collagen protein, let it sit there for a couple hours and then take it and it will knock you on your ass. And I've got to say that was one discovery I learned from him that worked. Yeah. Yeah. He's a trippy guy. Yeah. Well, I know that, uh, you know, melatonin is produced from serotonin. Okay. Um, so, you know, tryptophan uh, is, is the pr uh, precursor to serotonin. So you know, maybe, maybe there's something I'm not familiar with that particular uh, research of his, but right. maybe there's something that uh, optimizes that pathway. That's and, interesting. And yeah, I always wondered about that. And I've, I've yet to have the opportunity to interview him, but I've always wanted to ask, where, how did you find that out? Because it actually worked, and uh, it was cool stuff. Well, anyway, man, thank you so much for joining me. In closing, where can we find you, your work, uh, any website, social media that you want to send the listeners to? Okay, uh, well, m the uh, two companies that I design stacks for are uh, Natural Stacks. They're at naturalstacks.com and uh, axonlabs.io. Uh, which is associated with Jesse Lawler's Smart Drug Smarts podcast. And uh, my own personal website uh, where I, you know, I, I, I write on occasionally, and it's m mainly uh, speculation on, on various things uh, brain-related, uh, is abelardresearch.com, www.abelardresearch.com. Awesome, man. And, oh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Sil uh, Siltep. Yes, you are, because I tweeted at you yesterday. <laughs> when yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to Bulletproof. I'm like, right on, see you there. Well, man, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know there's a lot of things you could be doing here at the conference other than sitting and chatting with me, so I appreciate your time, and so do the listeners. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And that brings to a close yet another mind-bending, consciousness-expanding episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go pop some damn pills. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get smart up in this piece. <laughs> Maybe I'm on too many pills right now, actually. No, but seriously, uh, if you have not experimented with nootropics, smart drugs, and the like, and you're into high performance and optimizing your creativity and memory and focus and all of the things talked about in this episode it might be something to check out however i would recommend starting slow starting small and start with the stuff that's natural a lot of my listeners are curious about this stuff and they want to jump right to the modafinil and the hardcore stuff i would not recommend that i would say start with the things that are herbally based like siltep that's a great one as i mentioned earlier you can find that on my web store lukestory.com forward slash store where there's tons of other things on there that you can explore. 
uh, or do your own research. But there's definitely a movement afoot, y'all. And uh, people are really waking up to the fact that you can optimize your performance through supplementation. And of course, you know, meditation and all the spiritual work and the things that that make you forget to turn your ringer off on your phone, which I just did. I think it's the first time on the podcast my phone's ever made a noise, and I'm not deleting it because it'll be a reminder to me whenever I hear this to to make sure that I don't do that again. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget that I'm doing two episodes for the whole month of December as a celebration of the first year of the Lifestylist podcast. Next Tuesday will be number 109 with Saadi Simone recorded in New York City. And that is a in-depth dive into personal development, psychology, spirituality, meditation, stuff like that. So a little bit different theme than we had today, which was more about the physical. I like to oscillate between the physical and the spiritual, you know, because the Lifestylist is about building the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. You can't have one without the other, folks. I'm sorry. You can't fix yourself with pills, but you also can't sit in a cave meditating all day and expect to get anything done. So that's why we like to keep in balance here. I'd also like to invite you before we take off to join me on Instagram. Give me a follow over there at Luke story. It's just at Luke story, my name. Don't forget the EY. Why do I want you to follow me on Instagram? So I look cool to chicks by having a lot of followers. Duh. No, seriously though, I do a lot of Instagram stories and that's something that people really enjoy. So all this biohacking stuff, I mean, I don't do Instagram stories of myself meditating because that would just be goofy and defeat the whole purpose of trying to eradicate your ego. But what I do is I show all of the biohacking technology and going to hot springs and doing all the outdoor adventures and craziness that I get up to. And people seem to really learn a lot from those stories. Now, they disappear after 24 hours. So that's why you got to follow so you can always catch the feed. Something else you might not be aware of is that often when I record uh, these podcasts, I run them on Instagram Live and they live there for a whole day. So I'll plug a mic and a good camera lens onto my phone, put up a tripod, and you can watch the whole behind the scenes interviews take place in real time, which is pretty cool. I also run them on Facebook at the same time, uh, depending on where I am in the world. But whenever I can do that, I, I try to. So uh, hit me up on Instagram, follow me there. Leave me a comment. Leave me some likes. Let's interact. We'll follow each other and pretend like we're buddies because we won't really be unless we actually meet someday, which I hope we do. Thank you so much for following uh, this episode. I'm in a really weird mood and I don't know why I keep rambling on in this outro, but whatever it is, what it is. I think I'm just happy because it's Monday and I'm off to a good start. But in all seriousness, thank you so, so much for listening. And uh, I can't wait to share next week's episode with Saudi Simone. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss that or any to follow. Peace out. Peace out.